it, w- it was a long walk to get from the point where you're sending out that first audition to the point that you can actually pay your bills. So getting into this is really difficult because you have to run it tandem with something else or have something else as your primary form of income while you're starting out. We're the bottom of the rung pay-wise for voice actors. Mm. Like we work longer for less pay for than voice actors. So yeah, it mm. takes a long time. It takes a long time and it's a lot of work, but it's, it's worth it. I love it. This is the Crit RPG Podcast. Your one-stop shop for everything lit RPG, progression fantasy, and royal road. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Crit RPG Podcast, the only podcast where the host can't come up with good taglines. With me today is Andrea Parsnell. Hi! Hello everybody! You might know her as the narrator of many things, uh, wandering in um, Azerinth, Healer, and uh, if you're going to the dark corners of the web, also many harem books I saw on your webpage. Yes. So, um, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we've all been, already been like laughing for like 10 minutes or something. Uh, this is, this is yes. going to be good. It's going to be very good. <laughs> When you invite a chaos gremlin onto the podcast, it usually has unexpected results, but they're primarily entertainment based. Like they're entertaining usually. I will take nothing less. This is great. <laughs> I like entertaining. <laughs> entertaining works. I mean, like I, I could have also like you know asked the statue on the podcast and just like looked at it like, appreciatively. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me your evil origin story. Oh, guy, the evil origin story. Well, it all started a dark and dreary night. The thunder was clapping, the the lightning flashing. No, I uh, I was a graphic designer, a fulfillment manager, like at a normal like just day job, and uh, my back. I woke up one day and I couldn't walk. It was very dramatic. I will shorten the story. Basically, I had uh, some nerve damage in my spine and it caused massive problems, and it changed how I was going to be able to work. I I couldn't okay. do what I was doing anymore, so mm-hmm. I really kind of got lost for a while and i mm-hmm. ended up through multiple like different processes ended up going back to school and mm-hmm. i was a vocal major for a while and then i i finally spoke to a friend of mine who was an author and he basically said hey why don't you try this audiobook narration thing and i because i was in school for theater at that point mm-hmm. and he, i said i don't know is that a thing like can you do that because i listen to audiobooks all the time but mm-hmm. i was like is that a is that just a thing you can do people just have that and he's like yeah that's a job so <laughs> he said go to uh go to acx.com and check it out and so i did i went to acx.com and i looked around and listened to some of the samples there and listened to what other people were doing, kind of checked it out. For anybody who doesn't know, ACX is like kind of a peer-to-peer site for, uh, it's like a job site. You authors post work, narrators grab work. It's not quite that straightforward, but that's the easiest way to boil it down. And I I figured, okay, well, I'm going to try then, sent out my first audition, got the book for that audition, and went, maybe I do stand a chance and decided to hit the gas full tilt. I don't tend to go like half measures. I tend to throw mm. myself into things completely and it either goes horribly wrong or extremely well. One of the two. And uh, I basically went full tilt into narration, financed a sound booth, got all new equipment. I had just gotten like my tax refund and stuff. So I had like all of this uh, this stuff going on. It was it was a tax refund that I had like not had. It was, it was some weird hang up. So it was like this magic money that came out of nowhere that I didn't know mm. I was going to have. And that bought my first mic, my first interface, all of that. My mom's, my mom financed my sound booth. I have a, I have a whisper room that still sits out there. <laughs> it, it, we went from the whisper room to now custom built studio. So that was cool. <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, so that was it. And then it was kind of, the rest was history. I, I owed money on the booth. So mm. I had to make it work because I owed money every month, whether I made money or not. So oh, no. I had to make it happen. So that was it. It was kind of pedal to the metal. I had primarily like been listening to Lit RPG. That's how I met the mm-hmm. author. And I, I had been really into it. And I was a huge fan. I came into it because we had watched Sword Art. And my husband was like, Ooh. did you know this is like a whole book genre like this is a whole thing and i was still relatively new to fantasy i was never exposed to it as a kid so i was like yeah let's I, yeah what what is there out there so i just started binging books i don't binge like other people i can't read that fast so when i say i binged books i mean i read like way of the shaman ascend online um they the goblin herbalist other life like i read these other ones like 
Mm-hmm. It, over the course of years, I don't fly through that in like a week and a half, like some people can. <laughs> I'm a very slow reader. So I was like, I thought it was fabulous, though. And so I was mm-hmm. talking, my husband had been joking with one of the authors and that we got to know him and became friends. And so mm-hmm. that was it. We talked one day and he basically said, why don't you try? That was it. Nice. Rest is well, history. Yeah. I was wondering, so you had a back issue. Yes. And that's why you couldn't do graphics design and management anymore. Yeah, I couldn't sit down at a chair anymore. Like I couldn't oh, okay. sit in an office chair, at least for the time being. Eventually, mm-hmm. after lots and lots of therapy and lots of visits to different doctors and shots and chiropractor and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. now I can fortunately sit in a chair again. But mm-hmm. there was a time I I was bedridden for almost seven months. I couldn't move. My legs didn't work right. It was a whole thing. Basically, one of the discs had kicked forward and squished oh, the nerves no. in my back. So, yeah, it yeah. was a whole thing. It turned out when they did the MRI and stuff, it was spinal stenosis that had originally caused it, which basically just means the discs were all squished together and dry. They, they weren't disking like they were supposed to, basically. <laughs> it still exists. My back still goes out, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. I'm a lot more careful now, too. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm a lot more cautious with it. I take a lot more care with it just because. Yeah. And my, my dad has, has the same history he had. Like, um, I don't know what do you, what do you even call that in English, but he had it twice uh, and it was bad for his discs. Not something I would wish on anyone. It's like totally shocking, shocking for other people too. Like you just come downstairs and like someone's like lying on the floor and like, they're like, Hey, can you call yeah. the ambulance please? Like, okay, sure. Yeah. I couldn't get up. I, I, I couldn't get up and I had to, I was screaming across the house for my husband to come in and help me. And he said, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, I can't move. I can't get, I can't get up. I can't move my legs. Jesus. And he said, wait a minute. What do you mean? You can't move your legs. And I said, they're not working right. And I was in a dead panic because obviously mm. no one wants to wake up like that. That's pretty friggin' scary. Yeah. So I, he was able to let like lever me upward so that I could sit and I could hardly hold myself up. I was just kind of mm. teeter tottering. Oh, and Jesus. when I went to stand, my legs weren't like, they weren't legging. They weren't like moving <laughs> forward the way they are to this yeah. day. I can't lift my left leg straight up in the air. When I, if I lay down on my back, my left leg doesn't lift up in the air. It's a, mm. it's like a weird thing. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah. Backs are weird, complicated things. It's down in the lumbar, like everybody else's problems are. It's down in like the L5 or whatever it is. Hmm. So it's not a great place to do surgery. They couldn't. And it's just, it was a mess. It was like, it was six, seven months of absolute hell and then years of therapy and trying to get it better. So it was, it was rough. It was real rough. It sucked. <laughs> to, put it lay, to put it lightly, it sucked real bad. How are you with jokes about that st- about a thing? Oh, so good about it. You have to laugh. My husband has okay. cerebral palsy, um, mm, and yeah. I I couldn't walk. We're a team, man. We work really well together. I have uh, I have rampant ADHD, so I can't remember anything. So we make the joke that I'm his hands and he's my brain. Like that's how <laughs> yes. it has to work because it's we have to work with each other. And after he's yeeted pie across the house for the sixth time in a month, <laughs> or after I've just teeter tottered over and literally forgotten the one thing that I was supposed to remember five seconds ago we work well you have to laugh if you don't yeah. laugh it'll slowly consume you so yeah okay. no i was a weeble wobble that fell down all the time <laughs> i was a failed weeble wobble before no yeah I, I, was, I was just gonna say that, that like fortunately you put your back into it and then it worked right. again, so. <laughs> exactly yeah that's what that was the key that was the real yeah. key yeah. broken it may be but it still works <laughs> okay okay the last one here uh so you managed to find fulfillment after all I did. I did. <laughs> and it was far better than the other kind too. I worked I worked at a company that now when I look it up online because the the name of the company is an acronym for something else. So something else mm. I was doing sent that acronym and I was like, no, they're not back. No, I'm not working for them, right? Because they were like ancillarily related to publishing. I worked in magazines uh-huh. and I saw that and I went, no. And I Googled them online. There is nothing positive about this company online. They are literally listed on every scam website. Like oh, no. magazine scams. This is magazine scams. It's magazine scams. And I'm like, oh, oh no. man. Oh, oh no. It is a scam, but it's not actually a scam in the way you think it is. It's the scamming an advertisers. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm I'm an accessory to scamming advertisers with inflated oh. and inflated numbers, basically. We shall name it's, you magazines run on advertisements. That's all it is. We shall name you accessory personnel. Anyway, exactly. um, <laughs> or, or we, we could not. Okay. Well, that's, I go that's well a, with everything. <laughs> that's a harrowing, uh, harrowing um, kind of story. I mean, you have a beer, you have like a stein. That's nice. 
Oh, yes. This was from a subscriber. From a subscriber. Listen to me, YouTuber. Um, no, this is from a, a listener. They sent it to me. I thought it was the cutest thing. It's like a little cracked library yeah. behind a wall. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's nice speaking, and tall and narrow, so it heats well. Speaking of subscribers, there's build yeah. material on Patreon. Uh, like <laughs> i have to go. do it somehow like I, I don't want to i don't want to do the ad again um i mean like if you guys want to you can spend 666 dollars and then buy the kazoo ad again so that trudeloon has to buy more of the other ads so that that kazoo ad goes away again i would very much enjoy that but um how about we don't um yeah that was that was also an epic saga i will tell you about it later on in the bone tutorial there after the show but yeah, so the main question I kind of have, have is, you said you read slowly. Yes, I do. But you narrate fast. Yes, because I've already read it at that point, and I'm not mm. reading for comprehension. That's one of the difficult things with ADHD is I have a little bit of trouble processing things really, really quickly. So mm. I will tend to listen at the same time I'm reading something while I prep something to make sure mm. that I have two sources giving me the information mm. at the same time. Yes, I narrate fast in the finished recording. That's the thing. It is not fast at all while I'm actually working on it, because while I'm reading it, I have to figure out all the motivations. I have to figure mm. out what everybody's doing, what I mm. want to do with that scene, what is the subtext of it, that kind of thing. I do all that while I'm pre-reading. So mm. it takes me a long time to kind of go through things. But mm. while I'm narrating, you guys get the cleaned up non 300 takes for 10 minutes version, you know? Mm. So <laughs> you guys you guys get that version. But I try I try to keep it paced correctly for the scene i try to i try to keep it regulated between if it's a fight scene it goes fast if it's a it's like mm. kind of a sensitive topic then we'll go slower yada yada, yada. but mm. yeah i do i definitely read slower than a lot of other people i can't finish a book in four hours like other people can <laughs> today's a prep day because i take a day to read a book <laughs> i'm very lucky in that i when i read a book i get lost in it which is always why i oh, love reading awesome. why i love writing right so i i don't have to like i can't actually listen to anything else because then just like it takes me out but um yeah. i am a firm believer in the fact that everyone who writes has adhd uh <laughs> i've met a lot of authors right now i didn't go around and like ask people for like their diagnosis but um i i think there's very very few people who don't have adhd who write in the creative art in the creative yeah. arts yeah it's it's very yeah. very prevalent it's very prevalent. um yeah, speaking of one of your colleagues, uh, Travis Baldry, uh, I think might be the only person I've ever met on this podcast who was just laser focused the entire time. Dude, but I, I don't want to speculate anyone. So uh, he is he's insane. But Travis is a machine and one of the nicest people in the world. That's not a front for anybody who ever wonders. Yeah. That's not a front. He really yeah. is that sweet. Like, he's just nice guy. I love I, Travis. I he's the no reason idea. this booth works. <laughs> like, he's the one no who helped me with this it. booth. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, uh, you, you hear stuff, right? You hear stuff from a lot of people, but that was his episode. This is yours. So um, <laughs> you started with anime, right? You started with Sword Art Online. Yeah, and then yeah that's where I originally that, did, yeah. You were, you were doing theater and then afterwards coming into, into, voice, uh, into audiobook narration. Um, you made that sound super easy. Yeah. Is it? No. Not at all. It's to get from the point where you are auditioning. And I got really lucky with getting my first audition. That's extremely uncommon. Most people you have to send out, you know, 10 auditions for every one that comes back. I just picked a tiny book that was royalty share that like it didn't have a, you know, a ton of competition for it. And I just really liked the story. It was a little portal, rom uh, portal fantasy romance. I actually recorded it earlier this year because there was like a rights issue that pulled it down uh, a couple of years ago. And in 2020 it got pulled mm -hmm. off and so like she came back to me and said hey would you be willing to put the book back up now mm -hmm. and i just i looked at that e that message and i went if i put that audio back up as a new book now that's literally the first book i ever recorded <laughs> mm -hmm. that is gonna get destroyed like that's just gonna be people going why what happened with this why is the quality so bad you know yada 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 and i'm like i just wrote her back and i went okay so here's the thing you can't put that old audio up but i'll re-record it for free and then you can put that up i'll just oh, do that i it took me sweet. two days it was a very short book so i was like just let me re-record it i'll i'll edit it don't worry mm -hmm. we'll get it done and then we'll we'll post it you know mm -hmm. so 
I basically re-recorded it for her and put it up because it was it was a better move on that front than putting up the monstrosity that had dead silence in between words and stuff. Oh no, oh, that was a mess. I edited that myself and don't do that. But yeah, it was it was a long walk. Like to get from mm. the point where you're sending out that first audition to the point that you can actually pay your bills, any of them, mm. like your phone bill, like a gas bill, anything. But by the point when you get to that point where you can actually pay a bill with what you're making, mm. it's it's a very long time and it mm. varies heavily between people. So mm. getting into this is really difficult because you kind of have to run it tandem with something else or have something else as your primary form of income while you're starting out because it's extremely rare. I've mm. never met anyone who's like, oh yeah, I made a living wage starting out in narration. Absolutely not. We are the we're the bottom of the rung pay wise for for voice mm. actors. Like we work longer for less pay for than voice actors. Like we don't do mm. you know six hundred dollar ad spots. It's it's all mm. per finished hour. So it's marathon running. Mm. You got to get your stamina up. You got to get your speed up, and you got to get your skill up so that you can keep going, keep running, and keep doing your thing. So yeah, it mm. takes a long time. It takes a long time, and it's a lot of work. But it's worth. I it's worth it. I love it. One of my RL friends does. Um... She does really well in ad work. Uh, she's she's here in Berlin, but uh, it's it's very much like writing in that sense. Just today, I was I was um, looking up some other um, narrators because of, of my own book, and um, I kind of still wonder why royalty share isn't more prevalent. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like after obviously it's awesome. I kind of I kind of still wonder why they don't do it. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, it's a complicated it's a complicated issue. So mm -hmm. royalty share on ACX can only be done as a 50-50 split with the author at this point. Mm -hmm. So it is 20% to you and 20% to the author. The only auth the only choice that author has and it's exclusive. So mm -hmm. if that author wants to go wide, they can't use royalty share. And mm -hmm. if they sign up with royalty share, they're signing over half of their income. Now, mm -hmm. here's the thing on the narrator side of it, we have out-of-pocket costs for every book that we work on because we're independent mm -hmm. contractors. So we have to pay a proofer, an editor, a sometimes we pay a prepper. It all depends on who's on your team. So we have out-of-pocket costs that we have to pay. So there's something that they've introduced semi-recently in the last few years called Royalty Share Plus. And that allows the author to do royalty share, but also supplement with a small per finished hour fee. It's usually like $100 or $75 or something like that that's like per finished hour to supplement for editing and that kind of thing. Those are the options, but here's the problem. If you make enough money with your book that it is worth it to a narrator to stake all of their income on the sales of that book, because we're usually out of pocket somewhere around over $1,000 for each book. Mm. So it has to make at least $1,000, at least for me. Everybody's different, but for mm. a 10-hour book, it's about $1,300, $1,400 for me out of pocket. Mm. So... For that, and that's just my team and the people I compensate and stuff like that. If it's going to make enough money that I can make that money back in a reasonable time frame, then there's a really good chance that author probably doesn't want to share their royalty with you because they are voluntarily giving up half of their income on that mm -hmm. audio. Now, if they are making that much money or if the book is that popular, there's a very good chance that they're just, they have the money to pay you per finished hour. And why would mm -hmm. they split the royalty with you if they can pay you per finished hour, you know? So the really small books, like really small books that aren't going to sell super well, they work really well with Royalty Share Plus because it puts the book out there. It gets the audio out there for people to mm. listen to, gives the author their basis for audio, and they can work with a higher end narrator that wouldn't necessarily be willing to risk full royalty share, mm. but would be willing to work for basically my costs are paid. That mm. works for smaller books. Mid-range books, you get a split. Like it's 50-50 as to whether or not somebody's willing to split royalty with you because they may want to take the chance or they may want to leave their book so it can go wide and non-exclusive. Mm. So it's, it's a very complex issue because it comes down to if they make enough money that royalty share is worth it for everybody, they probably don't want to do royalty share because then they're just giving up a large portion of their profit. I would like mm. at some point to see Amazon implement a partial royalty share. I think that would be a nice option to have where you can kick your narrator a 5% or a 10% yeah. royalty on top of their per finished hour fee. If you believe that they have been, you know, a huge benefit to the book because there's, mm. I don't know, it's it's controversial kind of to say it, but there's like there's different investments of narrators as far as like it's mm. 
there's narrators that are really, really invested in a genre, in a thing they promote, they talk, they're involved in yeah. the community. You know, there's people in horror that are like that, lit RPG that are like that, harem, you know, there's people mm. like that. And then there's the narrators that are really, you know, they're working it. They're going to, they're going to get as many books as they can as quickly as they can. And this is a project for, for them. And they're just going to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see them eventually ACX implement something that's like a five per ten, five or 10% royalty for, mm -hmm. Hey, my narrator brings a really big, like part of this, a really big part of the heart to this book. So I'd really like to see them have some of the success of that on top of their per finished hour rate. That would yep. be cool as a small kick rather than, you know, a huge investment. I also think that it, it just makes sense, right? Yeah. For other, other, um, for other businesses I'm running, <laughs> um, <laughs> I very much believe in, um, being very transparent about all the money I earn and then yep. kind of, you know, like making our transparent like what i take out of it right so what yeah. is my contribution to this business why do i deserve to have to, to get money or not right because yeah. uh, just having the idea and not letting other people work is not that's they wrote a book about that it's called das kapital um <laughs> so this is that part of the podcast so we're gonna skip about that we're gonna skip that so i think it makes so much sense for people especially if if they are invested, right? Or if they seem interested to offer a royalty share, because then it just, it's not just your baby, right? It's it, because this is a creative effort. It, it's yeah, not like I'm like, so. I'm like, I'm paying you to, I don't know, sand my floor. I don't know what that particular idea came up, but um, no, because this, is a, this is a creative effort, right? So yeah. by reading the book, I personally still believe it's a transformative act. So you're making it greater or lesser if you're doing a bad job, right? <laughs> if the other person is bringing something to the table, I think it just makes sense to incentivize them bringing that thing to the table, right? Because otherwise, obviously there, like you said, there are other people who are like less invested in certain genres and I would hate to be the guy. You only get one audiobook, really. Like you don't get two. And then yeah. to be at the receiving <laughs> end, of of someone going like, well, gotta pay rent somehow. Oh my god, it's fucking torchbearer. <laughs> oh fuck, right? So um, I would hate that. <laughs> I would really hate that. <laughs> to be fair, there are like it's. I'm not saying that anybody who doesn't work for royalty shares work a day and doesn't invest in things. <laughs> they oh, yeah, 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 they yeah, yeah. do have. They absolutely like put their all into their books and stuff. That's that's mm -hmm. absolutely not it. There's just there's. There's a difference between somebody who's like really heavily invested in one specific genre and one fandom mm. and community. And like, they put a lot of time into that. There's mm. one that there's a difference between that. And like, this is my day job. This is what I do. And I need to, I need to record as many books as possible to pay my bills. Yeah. And along the same line, I don't blame authors for not doing royalty share because not mm. everybody writes the volume that could accommodate that where you're mm. losing half your profit and you're still able to pay your bills kind of thing. Mm. Not everybody writes that fast and not everybody has that that structure to their income i understand for a lot of these people this is literally their income that's what they're making nothing makes me feel worse than mm. somebody who pays my per finished hour rate and then doesn't make that back on the audio yeah that hurts like that yeah. hurts bad i feel horrible about that so i just want to see people succeed i i just want to see more books and better books and better audio be put out into the world and the best way to see that done and where everybody gets happy and you know everybody's happy and everybody's able to pay their bills that's mm. that's ideal basically that yeah. sounds very like head pat rose tinted glasses but unfortunately that's my personality so that's, oh no how oh, dare like, you <laughs> that is horrible I'm a feel good puffy person i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> i mean like after all like the most important thing is that audible gets a 60 percent. so oh, we're good yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, we, we... I'm super grateful for Audible providing everything they have, and I'm extremely <laughs> happy that they do that, that they take yeah, 60% uh, of every. You forgot the last line. You, read the, you need to read the last line, too. <laughs> oh, uh, for more great books like this, visit audible.com and sign up today for a free audiobook. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also subscribe to my Patreon. Um... And also subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the Crit RPG podcast Patreon. <laughs> I, I am not affiliated with Amazon, uh, except for you know the affiliate links I put under the podcast description, so you can fi actually find the books. I yeah. think it just makes sense because you click the link, 
and you come to your own country's website. This is yeah. way easier than, you know, always coming to the American one, which, yep. by the way, Audible still hasn't freaking figured out. When I no, click any haven't. link for any Audible thing, it's always like, hey, welcome to Audible. This is the main page. I'm like, I didn't want to go to the main page. Yeah. I wanted to go to this book. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. I so. feel the same way about Samsung TVs when the smart, I don't even know, maybe other smart TVs do this too, where it brings up the menu on the bottom and it shows yeah. you YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, blah, 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 blah. And you bring the little cursor over Netflix and it brings up a list of shows that you've been watching. And you're like, how convenient. Thank you. Yes, I will continue watching Criminal Minds. I appreciate it. So you mm -hmm. click on it and it takes you to the Netflix home screen with your profile. Isn't that great? What why, a service. Why did you? <laughs> why give me? Why? Mm, why did I you think, give me false hope? That's what I, I want to know. Why I think it's a bug. There, there's supposed to be a small screen that says psych. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the bug is they forgot to mention it's a feature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for for, for me, it's like I stopped the television on YouTube. It worked perfectly fine for the longest time. And now suddenly it always goes to like this weird ass German comedy channel that I've never even clicked on. <laughs> like. And yes, it's a you German comedy channel. It's like even worse punishment. Now, um, <laughs> autoplay is a beast, man. I we'll yeah. leave it running for the cats and the dogs and stuff. Like we'll leave it running on in the background because TV doesn't take very much power at all. It's like the lowest power mm -hmm. thing. So it's a great light for the room and noise for the animals and stuff. Brings the amount of times that has ended up in weird, like old British people history channel, like in walking through ancient castles and stuff. Oh, no. And it's just one old man speaking very quietly and very slowly about the fall of the Roman dynasty. He just takes his time to say literally everything. And you're sitting there wondering, why in the hell is this on my YouTube? I have never watched this ever. How did I end up here? What happened? That's what I yeah, want to This know. is not what happened. I mean, at least you learn how to roll your R's and say, fortunately. Yes, exactly. Verily, um, yes. But leaving cats and dogs aside and, and also like terrible Samsung TV, TV non-features. Right. <laughs> um, talking about books. Um, oh, yeah, the thing this is about. That's right. There's a whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, that's right. You misunderstand. This is the Crit RPG podcast. <laughs> we talk about agile coaching. We talk about um, living in Dublin. We talk about... What else have we talked about? The books? Yes. The communist revolution. Are you in Dublin? Are you in Dublin? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. But Brian, Brian, it's been going pretty well. It's always, it's always a bit bad to like ask you like, hey, what's your favorite RPG? That, right? But <laughs> because favorites, it, it's hard to pick favorites yeah. if you're like reading them for money. But <laughs> of the ones that you haven't read, do you still like listen to audiobooks then? Or do you just like read, read for funsies? Like when you have Every like a week? Every once in a while. Well, 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 it's a new ad. If you're interested in having your story shouted out on this podcast, please reach out to me under critrpg.podcast at gmail.com. For now, I just finished the first book in my own series, Torchbearer. If you like a slow burn story about weak to OP main characters, mixing magic and technology and numbers going up, you might also enjoy this one. You can find the link to my link tree down below. And that's all for now. Thank you very much for listening and or watching. And let's get on with the show. Yeah, every once in a while. It's not as often anymore because it's it's just a, I get overwhelmed and mm -hmm. I can only handle so many stories in my head at the same time. Mm -hmm. Plus, if I'm reading for fun at the same time while I'm recording a book, uh, unfortunately, I, I'm that can cause a whole... I, I might start thinking the wrong things about the book. Like, it'll cloud the knowledge, basically. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it's a problem. I don't need all the stories conflating into one great mega tale that doesn't make any sense to anybody but me. Um, but yeah, I do still. But I tend to not read in genre anymore just because mm -hmm. I narrate so much in genre. My, my favorite recent series, I've mentioned it a couple times because it's so good, are these two little anthology books. And they're tiny books, but they're little. Mm -hmm. They're anthology. They're not that small. They're probably that big. But they're anthology books written by, I think it's a Swedish author who writes about this little old lady who's a serial killer but she's a serial killer of convenience and uh, it's basically like the girl who's trying to push her out of her rent controlled apartment 
uh, <laughs> by being okay. like bratty and pushing her out. She kills her with a chandelier kind of thing, like that kind of thing. It's it's nonsense. And it's called an elderly lady is up to no good. Oh, God, that's great. It's so good. Totally there's, recommend it. They're fast reads. There's this German book series. I think it's being translated already. And it's called Mindful Murder. Um, <laughs> it's about this guy who gets involved with a mafia and like starts killing people but he has to be very like but he does in order to get over it he like starts going to therapy and then his his therapist is also kind of like weird and so that like it's it, it teaches you mindfulness while also being gruesome it's great <laughs> and and so the first one is called um achtsam morden so a mindful murder or murder murdering mindfully and then the the second one uh, is called the child inside of you wants to murder mindfully. And then uh, there's like a, a, a third one that I forgot. This is really good. <laughs> That's amazing. The child inside of you wants to murder mindfully. Yeah. I mean, that was a little murderous turd in there. I knew it. was like, in German, it's uh, das Kind in dir so möchte achtsam morden. It's wonderful. That makes it sound so much more sinister. <laughs> it's, it's so much more. I beg you pardon. <laughs> German is a very, very wonderful language. It's beautiful. Yeah. And vaguely threatening at the same time. Gorgeous. <laughs> Und aus den Wiesen steigt der weiße Nebel wunderbar. Hmm. It's like, it's, it's, so it's Morgenstern. It's really yeah, good. it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. I lost the thread. <laughs> <laughs> Again. No, like, um, I'm, I'm going to blame you because you had to, still had to get, uh, get ready still. Uh, and so um, my medicine ran out. So I'm doing this completely unmedicated. And this is all there your you fault. <laughs> I will take that play lightning rod all day. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so, you, so we talked about books that you like and lit RPGs and not reading that much more anymore in genre, which makes sense because, I mean, I still do. I have to force myself to do it because I am... a, a bit of a dick sometimes i feel like and okay, well okay it's okay to think these things but like i, I read stuff and i'm like this obviously is not very well crafted and look at this this word has been doubled thrice in the last four sentences <laughs> yeah and um, same thing happens for narrators yeah yeah, yeah I, I i know i know but you know, I, I read all the stuff and then I'm like, you really have to consider like, what does the book actually want to do? And then see if it succeeds in doing that. And most yeah. lit RPGs succeed in being lit RPGs. That's yeah, good. very much so. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything that you would like to see more of in lit RPG? It's hard because I think the genre is slowly moving in a good direction. So I don't mm -hmm. want to curse it because I think it's slowly moving toward a place of kind of i'm liking see i like seeing more female characters i like mm. seeing more fair lgbtq plus representation like mm. not as a joke not as like a quirky side character that sells mm. you fabulous things but as a you know a genuine like a real like firm mm. part of the story or something mm. like that you know not played for a prank or a joke i think that'd be awesome mm. and the genre is slowly moving that way you know mm. no one no one wants to put an agenda into anything it's just i like everybody to be able to read lit rpg and find themselves mm. in a book that's what i want my my stick about this is always like whenever people people listen to this um maybe if you've heard it before uh, if you're listening to many of the other episodes um because we talk about like representation and stuff like a, a, mm. a reasonable amount of, amount of time i always feel as though it's it's hard for some people because lit RPG has always been like this like very male oriented yeah. thing, and it was their escapism, right? It was like oh, the last place where men could be men, and I'm saying yeah. this a bit facetiously, but uh, it's it's like that. And and now they're feeling threatened and like oh no, there's so much new stuff here, and I'm scared of it in real life already. They wouldn't say scared; they would say it annoys me, which ironically mm -hmm. is the same thing if you're really looking into it, um, because it's change and change is scary. So I do think that mixing the spinach in your smoothie is nice because yeah. sometimes like I really want to write or I've tried to write uh, a non-binary character that, you know, like, so, okay. This is a hard, hard, hard thing to say. Uh, I don't want to want to sound like making light of the thing. So. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I just, I just remembered that I forgot to say, and also people of color, color have better representation. Like I'm like, oh crap, I forgot that part of it too. Oh man, I feel like a jerk. <laughs> so. um, Rogue Ascension 4. Oh yeah. 
there's some really good ones that have come out. I mean, yeah. hell, the land, the land is one of the biggest books in the genre that has yeah. a person of color for the main character. So, and and um, my friend Sean is now writing the girl who killed God, which together with his daughter, nice. and uh, she's adopted, and she uh, and it's a black female main character, um, oh, killing that's gods. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like, super he, cool. <laughs> this guy can write. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shove shove him over to you. Um, <laughs> That's super cool. No, yeah, he he gets like he gets picked up really quickly. It's super super strange. But so I was thinking like, I would love to have representation either by intent, and then like either either you write the character in a way in a in a world where you know it doesn't matter and everyone mm-hmm. is just how it is, but then you can't have a token asshole who is like bigoted for some reason like you, you can't yeah. that just to have someone to bash and like lord over no that's how you get all these people to get very angry at you because they feel maybe rightfully seen and then they go like well i don't want to be like this asshole like i'm not yeah. like that right so yeah. you gotta understand at some point or at some point you gotta understand to a certain degree i think that no one wants to be the asshole even yeah. if they have views that are not as progressive as some people might like. Or on the other hand, if you do write um, a world in which LGBTQ people aren't you know, normal or standard, then you have to include everything. And that includes that some people from the, from the main cast might not be cool with it, right? Yeah. Because you have nice people who have like issues with LGBTQ people. Like it's so. really weird. Thanks for going to my TED talk. It's weird because it's one of those things that when you're, like in my brain, I think of it and I'm like, but how can you not see it? How can you mm. not see that that's not fair? How can you not see mm. that that's not? That's mm. right. I get it. Okay. Because I was I was raised in the church. I was raised mm. as a non-denominational Christian. And mm. it was hate the sinner. Lo- or I hate, uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. Love the sinner, mm. hate the sin. You know, mm. we don't we don't love, you know, we love them, but we just don't love what they do. Mm. And unfortunately, it's taken getting, you know, older and away from it and everything, you know, distancing myself from the kind of the dogma of everything to go yeah but you can't just say love the person and hate who they are like that doesn't that doesn't make any sense you know but i think gen from a genuine place they think they are doing the right thing in some cases but Mm -hmm. i think things like showing everyday people Mm -hmm. everyday things everyday existences uh brooklyn 99 Mm -hmm. captain holt and yeah. Kevin is one of the best relationships. Rosa and her yeah. struggle with her bisexuality, you know, yeah. those are great representations of just people being people. It's not a over the top gay villain who yeah. likes to, you know, monologue while feeling little, you know, feeling up little boys and being creepy. And it's like, but that that's a completely different thing. What are you doing? You know, that's mm. not representation. That's demonization. So, mm. yeah, it's a whole thing. It's yeah. it's the same thing happens when you put one person of color in a story and they're the sassy side character who, you know, says what you talking about Willis all the time or something. You know, it's oh, yeah. that's yeah. not representation. That's again, it's a caricature. It's like mm. so it's, time time is time is past and things are getting better slowly but surely. And I hope that they continue to do so. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, I agree, obviously. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens because at the same time, like, I don't think that like the stereotypical male power fantasy is going to go away. Like we no. still have military no. sci-fi too. So yeah. And there's nothing that. like, there's a reason I work in harem. It's fun. Mm. I like it. It's escapist. Mm. It's, you know, it's cool. And I have, mm. I have no problem with polyamory. So it's one mm. of those things where it's like, I don't, I don't have any issue with it. There is a reason that I don't take on a bunch of new harem authors because I'm not a big fan of, there's a couple things in harem that are still an issue i.e the homophobia that's there is still kind of a problem but Mm. i understand that's views that are going to take time to shift and i'll just leave that but i i love working in all genres because i like all aspects of life Mm. you know i like seeing all of it but at the same time i've been around for seven eight I've been in the community for almost eight, nine years now, mm-hmm. like around Lit RPG. I've seen the big schism. I've seen the big fights. I've seen the mm-hmm. big dramas. I've been around. And 
one of the big things that I remember is early on people pushing for female characters. And one of the biggest, one of the biggest arguments was, but romance is huge. You have like romance authors are almost, are one of the largest populations. So mm. many books are written for women. Why do you want this one too? Why do you have to have this genre too? And that was a very common sentiment. Like that was mm. a very common sentiment of like, but video games have always been primarily a guy thing. So mm. why are you complaining that there's not more women in it? And I get mm. it. It's I'm glad that that is slowly shifted over time to mm. include. Yeah, because it's not replacing anything. You're not replacing your books. It's just mm. more books for everybody to enjoy. Mm. <laughs> That's it. I want more books for everybody to enjoy. I think, and I, I think did actually have one book with a binary, uh, non-binary character. Yeah, that's uh, Rise, Re uh, Rebel, Rise, uh, Last Chance series by KT Hanna. Dare oh, okay, is non-binary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was. She, on it's here a first-person book, she's... and she wrote it to be just you. They, it's never mentioned. Yeah, actually, she, never she said so when she when she was on. Like the the, the main character just doesn't quite know or care. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah, it just never comes really up. Great. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. really cool. Yeah, I just I took it. It took me a while to realize that Dare was. I was like, wait, I don't know if. Is there a guy or a girl? And she's like, uh. <laughs> Katie's like, I don't know either. I know I couldn't figure it out. By the time I got to the end of the book, I realized I hadn't decided and I just left it because it felt right. That felt who Dare was. So I was like, well done. Well done. Cool. Well played. Awesome. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, cool. Have you ever tried writing yourself? No, absolutely not. If I was going to write anything, it'd be short stories because I do not have the attention span. It's hard enough for me to do this job. Like, and that's because I'm reading somebody else's work and I'm, I'm mm. accountable for that. And I want to make sure I'm doing a good job. If mm. it was just me writing, I'd never end up finishing it. I just sit mm. there like reading the same stuff over and over again, going, nope, this paragraph isn't right. None of it's right. It's all sucks. Everyone's going to hate it. I'm done. And then just walk away from it. I, if I'm going to do that, I, I so would dump it into like, writing an adventure. No, because because no. that was a very 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 good impression of what writing is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the issue. I I dump that kind of stuff into like if I'm gonna write something, I'll write like an adventure for Hayes and I at a tabletop. You know, like mm. I'll I'll DM an adventure for Hayes at a tabletop at this point, or write mm. something down. Like I'll write all my ideas down for like okay, that's what I'm gonna do at some point. Right. Not a novel. No. Okay. I'll leave that to Travis. <laughs> That's Travis's job. I'll do that. I'll leave it to him. <laughs> yeah, and then he'll he'll just like sit down and go like, you know what? I'm gonna plot this book, even though I hate it, and then write another freaking number one New York Times yep. bestseller yep. after you know managing teams that built you know Torchlight for Tattoo, yeah, Rebel yeah. Galaxy. Oh yeah, Rebel yeah, Galaxy wasn't wasn't team. It was him and another dude. Yeah. Sorry, not 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 another dude. That sounds very like diminutive, but no how yeah exactly he is a superhuman he really is and he's yeah. he is he's one of those people where you meet him and you go you just couldn't be an asshole you couldn't be mean you just couldn't have that thing i'm sorry jerk i probably shouldn't have cussed for that asking i'm sorry about that like you just couldn't be a jerk you know you you had to also be the nicest guy in the world too fine be that way i've known travis since the beginning so i can give him crap but it's it's yeah. like it's silly like it's silly it's it's just he's so good and he mm. edits his own stuff now if he's not working for a pub like he edits in line while he's recording his yeah. takes take he takes like one two takes to do something and then he moves on to the next thing and i'm like are you not are you not plagued by constant self-doubt like my, like <laughs> nothing ever sounds right nothing ever sounds good is this... steel wool on your brain just itching at you that you did it wrong that doesn't happen for you and he's like it does but i just let it go and i move forward and I address he, it. he's lying he serves baldry whenever he walks the earth shudders under his feet like exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, man i didn't do it on, on his podcast but in the bonus stuff i call like sometimes i call him travis baldry on say just because i can so <laughs> It's kind of true. He is the queen. He is the queen of narration. <laughs> it doesn't. Yes. It doesn't matter. Gender is non-gender specific to be the queen. <laughs> this as, is the case. <laughs> same as dude, right? Like I love it. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm cool. Californian. Everybody's dude. Everybody's <laughs> dude and guys. Like that's it. I, yeah. I grew up as a non-gendered non term for me, and it's hard to adapt. <laughs> okay, so how did you get into wandering in? I gotta ask. 
like okay it's a funny thing okay so when i first started out there wasn't there were so few stories that had female leads i was literally i was hunting down books that mm. didn't have audio for them things like travail and stuff like that 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 were hiding that i just i wanted to do the audio for them and stuff so mm. i was i was scrambling for anything that had female main characters mm. and somebody like i was on facebook all the time at the time and somebody anytime anyone brought up like i'm looking for male main or for female main characters in a lit mm -hmm. rpg does anybody have recommendations this one kept coming up the wandering in mm -hmm. and i was like what is that so i went on the website i googled it mm -hmm. and i found the at the time it was royal road i read the entire first book and mm -hmm. sent the author uh i sent pirate a message that basically said I'm a narrator. I would love to do this book. Please let me know if you're interested at all. I would be willing to do this royalty share. Like I would mm -hmm. just, I really want to narrate this book. Please let mm -hmm. me know if you're interested. And Pirate came back extremely polite and said, you know, I'm not really publishing right now. It's not ready to be in audio. You know, it needs a lot of work, but I really appreciate your interest. If I ever do that in the future, I'll, I'll keep your name in mind. Probably six months, eight months pass. Something else comes out about TWI. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't written pirate lately. I should check up. Mm -hmm. So I wrote pirate again and mm -hmm. said, Hey, I just wanted to say, you know, happy new year. I wanted to check in with you, see if you might mm -hmm. be interested in publishing at this point. I really love to work with you. It'd be really amazing. I understand if not, but please keep my head. I was just like, keep my name in your mouth. Like keep my name in your head. I want to do your book. And, you know, thank you so much for touching base with me. You know, I really appreciate it. I'm not interested at this time. Okay. You know, and at that point, I think I can't, I can't remember if I wrote it back one more time and kind of nothing came from it because I was probably an annoying pirate at that point, but <laughs> I think I wrote them three times, but I got a message on my professional page on Facebook from Podium. And it said, it just said, hi, I'm so-and-so at Podium. I'm really interested in talking to you about a project, but it's kind of a long project. So it'd be a unique setup. If you can reach out, we'd love to talk to you. And I was real early on, I was working on like Somnia and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I reached, I emailed him back and said, hey, you know, I'd love to work with you guys. Cause I, mm -hmm. Podium was a big, I wasn't working with a ton of publishers or anything. So that mm -hmm. was a huge honor. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they came back and said, okay, well, it's this really long book. So, you know, think it over carefully. We'd like to know if you'd like to wander to narrate the wandering in. And I just said, are you freaking kidding me? And they said, yeah, we thought you'd be great for it. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yes. No question. Yes. A full yes. I've been trying to get this book for years. Yes. And pirate, I later talked to pirate because now I, 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 now I'm like, I have a yeah. relationship with pirate now. So I talked to pirate later about it. And pirate was just like, I'm really sorry about that, by the way. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to like skip you over. They offered to like get everything ready and edit and like get it all put together. Mm -hmm. Like it was a big offer. They, they mm -hmm. came to me and like shot me for like, we can get it all prepared and do this and take it out of your hands. And yeah. they were like, that's kind of the, the best man. I'm, there's too many days in this story. Pirate was like, yeah, that, I think that's the best move. And honestly, getting distance from it and the scheduling mm -hmm. nightmares that I was making for myself, mm -hmm. that would have been extremely impractical to do on royalty share because it would have yep. cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars to have that edited. And I did not have that. So that was a blind offer. I would have figured it out to hold up my end, but it was like, oh man, I'm glad that that didn't come out because I'm glad that didn't work out because I would could not afford that at the time. <laughs> like, it would have been bad. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. it. They Podium came to me after I had pestered Pirate and uh, Podium came to me. And I, to this day, I don't know if Pirate actually gave them my name or if that was just found. Like, I am not sure. The, the way you make it made it sound like it was coincidence. Uh, I would yeah, have, I would I have. Think it was. I, because because I'm, I'm a patty asshole, I would have I would have been like like yeah sure I'll take it and turn around to Pirate like so <laughs> this is how it is a little part of me was like I gave them <laughs> crap the first time I was like so it wasn't good enough when I asked you directly <laughs> oh! and they were like I know I know I had enough of a like a relationship built with them at that mm -hmm. point that I could joke with them and I was, they were just I'm so sorry at that yeah that was bad but oh, no. I understood it like in yeah. retrospect we could joke about it because I understood where they were coming from it yeah. was a lot and you know book one ended up being re-recorded anyway even with mm -hmm. all of that work so it's mm -hmm. It, it needed time, it needed time to cook, and 
it took getting all of the books under our belts to realize, you know, where the story was going and what it needed to happen before mm. they were willing, they were ready to go back and redo book one. I do not have a date or time. I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. It's recorded though. <laughs> yep. I don't know when it's coming out. <laughs> uh, do people, are people even supposed to, supposed to know about this? Yes, Good. they can. It, it, it is an open thing. People have talked about it. They just don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. Because um, I was talking to to Paris' assistant because I obviously wanted to get them on the podcast. Um, and we'll see, maybe if it's not too complicated. Because th this is a very much like a you know quick fire two nerds talking about thing. Um, and I, I know you did a you did an interview with I think Matt's book reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which which was really really cool. I'm really really glad you did that. So um, <laughs> that was really cool. It was fun. Yeah, very much so. Like also the, like the small animations and everything. It was really cool. Uh, was but really yeah, good. this wouldn't work for this podcast. So um, we'll see if it works out or not. Because I will not compromise on my artistic vision. Which I know is... they are. They're on the hunt for a voice change. Like they're on the hunt for yeah. for some sort of thing that can they can make it so they can do this kind of thing. It just they don't sound very good. So pirate yeah, wasn't yeah. Not pirate is weird. The voice changers are really weird sounding. So yeah, and like the, you have to find, you have to find one that, that, that like, works and everything. So. Uh, totally get it also like the whole anonymity yeah. thing is obviously very important oh so, yeah we'll see we'll see but we'll just see it'd be cool yes very much so and uh otherwise um i will just you know have to work with people like you for example <laughs> we'll just cyrano the whole thing i'll sit here pirate will type messages and i'll just speak <laughs> yeah sure because It'll that be that, that, that won't kill the groove like me yeah, like getting, getting like some water Actually, okay pirate types very quickly so yeah, we'll yeah. see <laughs> yeah. It might work. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. So, you don't write. You no. don't read the RPG in your free time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so bad. I still do because I do have to check out projects. That that I will hmm. say. I do read projects that I want to try out, like that people ask me about. Is... If someone sends me a project and says, hey, would you be interested in this? I usually read through a portion of it because I want to know what's going on. And sometimes that ends up with me getting sucked into the story and wanting to know what happens. But other times it doesn't. Like, So it's, what... uh, it's a lot of time. Is, is there one that you would say the one that's got away that you were like, Oh no, like someone else got that. I, I really wanted to have that. Oh God. I think I had an answer for that. And I can't remember what it was now. No, not for, it's not that it got away. One I felt bad about because the author asked me to book, do the book directly. Mm. And this was a while back. They asked me to do it directly and they were mm. kind of a friend of mine. Mm. And I said, you know, I really don't have the time for it. You know, I don't have an opening in my schedule, but, you know, best of luck. Absolutely. You know, if there's anything I can mm. do to help out, let me know. And I got an offer from Podium like two weeks later and or a month later and said, hey, would you be interested in this project? And I'm like, oh, man, I just told them no. You know, like, and they said, well, and this was years ago. This actually mm. recently happened with a different situation that was much oh, more firm. Like, I did not have the book slots. So mm. they ended up going through Podium on purpose because Podium mm. books out time in advance. Yeah. Like, Podium books out the year prior, basically. So they they purposefully went through Podium. But I felt so bad because the author had asked me directly as a friend, like, would you do this? And I'm like, I really don't have time. And then yeah. they went through Podium. And Podium's like, do you have time to do this? We can give up this spot this slot i'm like damn oh, man i felt like a dick like that that's yeah. that that was rough i don't like it when that happens but yeah. i tend to not i try not to look back when it when it comes to if i say no if i pass on something i try not to look back because i view it as if i passed on it oh threadbare that's the one i asked uh andrew the author of threadbare i asked to narrate that and andrew had literally spoken to the publishers like the week before no and i was like no but then i heard threadbare i am so glad i didn't get it i'm so glad <laughs> it's this beautiful like british storyteller vibe that's very like peaceful and nice to listen to it's about like a teddy bear that gets animated yeah. and it's so, I think it's Andrew Seeple, I think is his last name, but it's, it's such a good story. And the narration could not fit it better. Like it's absolutely perfect narration. So that happened early on enough. And because I've, I've seen this happen with other people and stuff and with projects that got really popular that, that I didn't see or whatever the case may be from a very real place, 
I don't look back at what I could have have could have had. I look forward and I'm very happy for what somebody else does. So mm-hmm. I'm super happy for the author for being successful. I'm super happy that that narrator was the one picked for Threadbare because they did a phenomenal job. I had gotten into an argument on somebody on Reddit one time because, oh, no. yeah, it's it was silly, but they were they basically called me out because I had said uh, this practice I don't agree with it because I don't think you should you know extort mm. that author for that yada yada yada. I'll avoid mm. what the actual circumstance was, but I said the way that works, I don't mm. like it. Mm. It was a um, basically a narrator demanding more money or they were going to walk from the series but it was through a factor of like multiple times and it was like multiple times the rate so they were going to walk and i'm like that feels extortive i don't like that you know Mm -hmm. like it's one thing to advocate for yourself and know your worth and that kind of thing but this was like i just know you make more money than me so i want more money for it and you already Mm -hmm. agreed your rate situation so i don't i don't Mm -hmm. really like that kind of format so i had said that to this person and the person said well i'd like to know how you think about that now considering you said you're a narrator Mm. and i said yes i am and they're like how would you feel if your author was making millions of dollars off the audiobook blah 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 and i wrote back and i said i am a narrator and i have several authors who make six seven figures off of Mm. their books And I could not be happier for them because I'm glad that I did a good enough job that they were able to make that money. That's Mm. my job. I'm not going to be jealous that they made money off of it. That means I did my work and I'm happy for that. Like, I don't understand that viewpoint. It's hard for me. I think people think it's different or, well, like we talked about earlier, right? It is a collaborative effort. It is something that that you do together. And I I personally think it's still, it's it's transformative as I said, like thousands of times before. It's a bit like... Your ship, right? You build a ship, and then this person who buys a ship does trading runs on them and like earns millions of dollars, while you only get like hundred thousand for the ship, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, it's different, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not happy with the metaphor. Yeah, but you know it's, what I mean, right? It holds enough because mm. if you do a good Hopefully enough job. Maybe they come back and kick you some money because the ship worked really well for them or, and don't do it for that reason, but like maybe they share or maybe they give you more work or recommend you to friends and you get more work in your schedule because of that. More work in your schedule means you can demand a higher rate, which means your rate goes up overall and slowly but surely being kind and building a good relationship and working with somebody and doing the right thing will raise all boats rather than just running everybody else over and saying, no, I deserve yours. So it is, I have to be really careful with this because how you run your business is your business. And I'm not going to tell you how to do it. That's, this is what helps me sleep. This is how I think it should be done. But my opinion is worth approximately as much as everybody else's opinion, which is Jack. <laughs> it's just an opinion on how I think it should go. If you think that that somebody is right for demanding more money because the author made more money, cool. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I, I, when I argued with that one person, it was more because they questioned that I was a narrator and I like being snarky, but it's, <laughs> that's all. But, uh, there's a, there's an opinion for every person in this industry and everybody mm. thinks it should be done differently. So mm. this is ju- more just, I value relationships in the the industry so i think i think that's important yeah i mean professionalism uh, i spoke about this with uh, dimika kirkis the other day is very important i think especially in our niche we we are all authors um i mean you're a narrator it's it's very relatable relatable yeah it's kind of the same and you're you're a one-person business Mm -hmm. and you got to consider how your brand or how your person is out there. I am terrified of ever, you know, being at a con and not having a good day. And then someone comes up to me and goes like, Hey, are you mad? I'm like, can you please fuck off? Like, I would never do that, of course. But yeah. I mean, I'm terrified. I'm terrified that I might yeah. because like, oh, yeah, everyone has, has an yeah. off day, but I don't want to be that person. I really yeah. don't. I have nightmares about these podcasts and stuff that I, the interviews that I do and stuff getting clipped the wrong way and taking it out of context when I say something. Cause mm-hmm. every time I say something, my brain immediately starts Rolodexing through all the ways something could be taken because I'm like, Wait. Oh crap. I really hope I didn't hurt anyone. <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, yes. what would Travis do? <laughs> right. Right. Travis would just answer right the first time. That's what Travis would do. Oh <laughs> yeah. A, Fuck. Okay. a concise and beautiful answer for literally everything. Yeah. yeah then, it's like... tough like have like have like a very very well thought out 
precise, like you said, answer. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he wouldn't worry about it. That's what I meant, okay? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. It's, yeah, because it's when you talk, when you start talking about rates and the relationships between authors and stuff Mm -hmm. and and their narrators and stuff like that, it gets so muddy because there's so much nuance and so Mm -hmm. much, you know, there's so much subtlety in all of those interactions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is worth more because they kicked you this or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And I try to tread very carefully when it comes to creatives demanding what they are worth because Mm -hmm. that is an industry that has traditionally been walked all over and my rate's not low you know like it's Mm a like we we demand what we are worth or what we we are the industry kind of tells us to in in a Mm -hmm. lot of cases but demanding what you're worth as an artist there's nothing wrong with that I think trying to leverage from a point of greed is wrong. I I think trying to leverage who you are or the power that you have from a point of greed not necessity or not you know Mm -hmm. valid need or want or whatever the case may be it's that's when it, it is, bugs me it's interesting that you that you said greed uh i would have said pride yeah um, pride's probably another big one yeah because because like okay so i mean i mean obviously i'm not a narrator i mumble too much um but <laughs> my no. idea right if i were in that in that person's shoes and if i had to have one vice there i think it would have been pride because i would have been like he got so rich off of my off of my work and i want something out of that too yeah. is that greed i don't know i'm not quite sure i don't know either i don't know what the i don't know if there is a finite it's probably a little both maybe and it probably can only be decided if you're in that person's head you yeah. know so it's it's yeah. tough because i'm not mm-hmm. sure what angle it comes from and in in that circumstance from a very real place if there's anybody who's been around long enough to even have any inkling of what i'm talking about mm-hmm. i have no clue of the veracity of any of the truthfulness of that story specifically. So mm-hmm. I made sure when I responded and I'll make sure now I'm from talking about from an industry standpoint, not whatever that situation was, if you yeah. know what it is. Oh, yeah. It's it's tough, <laughs> though. It is tough yeah. because I the opposite argue, argument can be made where there's narrators mm-hmm. who are charging, you know, 100, 125 per finished hour for their entire mm-hmm. book. And the rest of us are sitting there going, okay, but you can't even feed your, you can't even feed a goldfish on that. What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. cause it's not per hour. A lot of people make that mistake. It is per finished, finished hour. hour. Yeah. So it takes you weeks to do that. So mm-hmm. you, if you're working two weeks to make 800 bucks on that book, that's, and it's prior to taxes, this is not post taxes. Mm-hmm. So you got to set aside 30% of that. If you're in the U S mm-hmm. you're going to have a hell of a large time making mm-hmm. your ends meet so advocating for what you're worth and knowing what your rate is and knowing the industry rates and what they are is super important like that don't get me wrong i'm not ever advocating for not doing that oh yeah of course it's also like union stuff i i, I don't even know how that oh, uh, yeah. how that figures into it um but i would love to do shout outs and then we can talk about union stuff and yeah. some other things in the second half that's on patreon so shout outs what do you want us what do you shout out well, I just wrapped on Knights of Eternity 1, Calamity, mm-hmm. and that should be out uh, in the next few months. That should be really cool. I'll be working on Wandering In over in March, which will come out in a few months after that. My next book that I'm working on is Lux Voice. Uh, mm-hmm. Lux, and I just, the number just flew out of my head. I think it's seven. I think we're on seven. I apologize if it's a different number, guys. I just, it's a... I cannot remember right at this point in time. It's it's Rail Aid Plans is the name of the book. Um, there's, I'm working on a lot of sequels, so the numbers get mixed up because a lot of them are really close to each other. Um, You're talking about it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Binding Words actually was just mm-hmm. finished up. I'll be getting back to Final Files and submitting that off to ACX. So Binding Words 11, which is the completion of Binding Words from Daniel Shinhoven, that's also coming out. Ooh. So anytime you want to hear any of these being recorded, I stream my workday every day, Monday through Saturday, and I start right around 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Time. I'll, I'll was, go with that when I start. It's ish, uh, 10 30 a.m. Eastern time. And it's over on Discord, discord.gg slash Andrea Parsna. I was about to uh, actually highlight that. That's a very good, it's a very, very good listen. You should, you should totally come in. Like, if you ever want to hear Andrea rap. <laughs> okay. Have you ever rapped on stream for. No, oh, no, you haven't. Like, you, God, said, you haven't. said you wouldn't. You said you wouldn't because, yeah. and I quote, can I. I will edit this out if it's not okay. Please, please let me know if it's okay. No. But you said, and quote, I'm a fat white lady. I shouldn't rap. That was exactly what I was going to say. No one wants to hear a fat white lady rap. Like that ain't a thing. That's it's good. Especially one with not, no, not that kind of rhythm. I can't freestyle for to save my life. <laughs> but, exactly that. But you know what they say, right? 
it's not over until the fat lady sings. But this is true. Has it even started if the white lady hasn't rapped yet? <laughs> if it hasn't started, I don't think that apocalypse should be brought on by me. I'll, I'll put. I'll leave that to someone else. Oh God, <laughs> there's somebody white, else out there. White lady rapping is a system. A system. That's what calamity. The four because I, I can't use <laughs> yes. the term. That was that was the entrance music for the Four Horsemen. Was me dropping Nicki Minaj bars. That was that was what it was. <laughs> it went badly. Are those trumpets? No, that's a sick beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, it's so. Bad. I, I never thought that the, that the Seventh Sigil would be a turntable. Anyway. He's, he's... <laughs> It's just rough. So yeah, no, no rapping for sure. I sing occasionally on books, but no rapping. <laughs> but now we need to, careful, wrap this up. So <laughs> I can't help myself. Thank you. Thank you. Well I like inflicting uh, psychological damage. <laughs> um, so this has been the Crit RPG Podcast. If you've listened to other episodes, then you know the drill. Like, subscribe, follow, do the entire thing. And also there's bonus stuff on Patreon. I think there's more than one hour on average per hour of podcast I have. So basically the second half of every podcast is on there. The second half, meaning that's all those cool parts where we talk about stuff that I don't want to talk about in the main podcast because it's too hot for open air. If you, for example, want to know why Shirtaloon hasn't gotten out a cookbook yet, that's not only in the bonus episode, but also on Patreon. We're going to be talking about dramatic stuff, such as harem books. Dun, dun, dun. In the stuff after the break. All right. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>